This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, hello, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for April 15th, episode 2913, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse friends. Congratulations. You made it to Freestyle Friday. That means Jamie and Glenn are here to lead you into the weekend with some fun horse talk and some really bad ads on Horses in the Morning. Well, yesterday was a big news day in the horse world. Oh my gosh, it was crazy. Jeez, like two big stories in one day. I remember when we covered this first story, we're going to talk about the Michael Verisone thing. Um, and we covered this in the beginning, what, two, three years ago. <laughs> and yeah. we said, you know, there's more to this story. There's just, this story is so bizarre. I mean, it seemed like like a Lisa Wysocki novel. It did. You know? <laughs> it did, actually, in New Jersey, of all places. So, you know, Nancy Jaffer, who's one of the most well-known journalists for the horse world, we see her all the time in Kentucky. Uh, she lives in New Jersey, so she was at this trial. And, of course, we're tr- talking about the Michael Barrison. He's a... Olympian. He was on the Olympic team. He was a dressage trainer and rider. And uh, he shot two people, or yeah, shot one person and shot at the other. Uh, this uh, pair that was living on his property that he was trying to evict, and they were driving him absolutely insane. And apparently, so much so that uh, when the trial finally came, lasted a couple of weeks, took four days for the jury to come to a conclusion. And what they said was that he. Uh, is innocent by reason of insanity for shooting her, and he was ruled not guilty for anything to do with the woman's boyfriend. So if you want to read all about it, if you have not heard about this at all, you need to go take a look because it's it, there's a lot more than we can cover when in this I, short time. But if you, if you look at it and uh, like on the outside, you're like, oh my gosh, this guy like shot somebody and they pled insanity and it worked. And then you start to read some of the things oh she gosh. did. I could see how he would have gone insane. <laughs> yeah. I, well, you've dealt with a situation not quite this bad, but was similar. Well, yeah. and, well I mean, just the fact where it, where it said he tried to evict somebody and they wouldn't leave. I was like, oh, my God, if that was the case, I yeah, I'd burn the house down with them in it. <laughs> it's just something else. So he faces a psychiatric evaluation. He's not out yet. Now, he's been in jail for three years. Because he had no parole, or no bail, rather. So he's been there for three years. He did not look good. You saw the pictures of him. He looked oh, like yeah. a skeleton. I mean, he just didn't look good at all. He looked but, like Nick Nolte's mugshot. <laughs> yes, that's a good that's analogy, what I thought. actually. So he's going to be going for evaluation, and then doing another hearing on May 17th to determine, I guess, what happens to him. So if you want to read more about this in a really good article, somebody who sat in on the trial for the couple of weeks who said it was just absolutely bizarre at times, uh, Nancy Jeffers article i'll post a link to it yeah horsesport.com yeah the other crazy news story that happened yesterday was the mark todd i mean this is like national news i mean it's all over yahoo and the sports and all the the news outlets and and how mark todd has been given back his training license um he except basically he was suspended for four months this is uh, in england from, right from horse racing yeah from yeah. british horse racing they suspended him for four months. They dumped two months of it. I don't know what the word is that they use, but basically they forgave two months and he's already been deferred two months. And so he's already been serving eight weeks. So he now has his license back. They said provided that there are no transgressions in the next two months, then that deferment will disappear. So they've pushed off those two months in light of him behaving himself. Well, and, and, and for those that any don't know what we're talking about there, Mark Todd was seen in a video uh, beating a horse with a with a branch, basically, uh, to get him to go through some water. And that caused a great big stir what, several months ago. So, yeah. So there you go. Some conclusions, uh, whether you like him or not. <laughs> something else. We're just here to deliver the news. <laughs> 
Well, let's do some daily winnies right after we tell you that today, Henrietta from HorseyHooves.com stops by to talk about what type of music horses like. And Eric Cooper, our adventurer extraordinaire, uh, is stopping by, stopping back again to share the details on this year's Gaucho, is it Gaucho? Gaucho. Gaucho Derby and Mongol Derbies. There's two this year. Uh, he also does a program called Eagles and Reindeer. Basically, I think that he's Mongolian now, Eric. Um, yeah, he's, he is a, he's, he's a, I, I'm pretty sure he's going to have an arranged marriage anytime soon to some <laughs> Mongolian princess. He, he is quite the guy. I mean, he does some extraordinary things. We're going to have him back on. Plus, we have some really, really bad ads, and I found some that were extraordinary, too. So we're going to go over those. But first, some Daily Winnies. Miraculously, I only have one auditor birthday, Nicole McKean. Happy birthday, Nicole. You have a great weekend. And now it's your turn. Well, it's fitting that you use that little baby Winnie there, Glenn, because Baby Watch 2022 is starting to get underway. That's right. God, my your horse mare, has been pregnant for 10 years. Oh, my God. I'm sure she feels like that, too. <laughs> Because she looks seems like forever. <laughs> so yesterday we had to go. I had to take her to the vet. I was like, "Can she travel right now?" Like, <laughs> I had to load her up and take her. I mean, she I did a box stall. She didn't fit my, the standing she, stall. <laughs> oh, she was in a box stall in my trailer. I took out all the partitions. I'm like, "You just be, honey. However you're gonna be." Uh, so I loaded her up. She barely fit through the door, though. That was the one issue. She fits through the door. I let her go, and I literally drove like seven miles per hour to that <laughs> clinic. I was like, hang on! The window down. Gotta make a turn! Hold on! Like, the rednecks in Oklahoma are blowing their horns. And- oh, God. <laughs> like, baby on board. I wanted to have one of those signs, you know. Um, but I took her to the vet yesterday. She got her final vaccine. She got her Kaslik surgery taken out. So she is, like, primed and ready to go. Now, y'all know, I don't know if how many of you were listening. I've done this twice. With the with this mare, and the first time, what? Well, how would you describe me when when we were in Baby Watch with mm, Zara? You were pretty close to Michael Barazone as far as yes. crazy level. <laughs> <laughs> it is very true. And then I was about then, to admit you for insanity. Uh, <laughs> if those who recall when the baby started to come out, I called my vet. I was like, "Oh my god, it's not right. Oh, it's terrible. You gotta get over." Oh wait, no. That's his nose. We're good. Thanks. Like, it's cr- like crazy person level. Like I've never been around horses in my entire life. And like, I haven't had my own child. Right. So then baby number two comes Stanley. And I, I was pretty cool during that whole thing. I, I live streamed it, his birth and his first steps. I just, I did all that. It was great. Um, but during that, I said, I am never doing this again. Because it is too stressful. It is too scary. I am too out of control. I, I it just, it's, and it's gross. And there's just like fluid and it's a lot of work cleaning stalls and all that. It's just, yeah, I'm never doing it again. Fast forward. Here we are. All of the year. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're about to do this again. And uh, so it is gross. Shall... I've experienced it a few times and it's kind of gross. Lucas actually watched the last time and he was like, Mom. Why is there a baby coming out of her butt? (laughs) Uh, I was like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's normal. Normal. Uh, Anyway, so yeah. So we are officially on Baby Watch. She actually isn't due till the end of May, but we had to do all of these things now. So it just makes it more real. And she just looks so blessed, uncomfortable. Just like, but you know what? She loves being a mom. And she loves having a job and she's not sound enough to ride. So she just gets to make beautiful, wonderful, fancy babies. So this will be baby number three for me on her. So baby watch. We still got about five weeks. By the way, I just did a timestamp on that. That's her pull quote for the day. Baby out of her butt. That's her. (laughs) (laughs) Mom. (laughs) Why is she having a baby out of her butt? (laughs) Well, let's uh, let's go to our title sponsor for today, Kentucky Performance Products, and then we're going to go overseas. 
Tahani. She's going to be joining us. And International gonna, show today. Yeah, we're going to be talking about do horses like music and do hairless horses exist? Both of those things. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Electrolytes. Who needs them? Your horse, that's who. Electrolytes perform critical functions within your horse's body. They help regulate nerve and muscle functions by carrying electrical impulses between cells. In addition, electrolytes assist the body in maintaining a healthy fluid balance by controlling your horse's desire to drink. When your horse loses significant amounts of electrolytes and fluids, problems such as dehydration, muscle cramping, fatigue, tying up, and colic may occur. Even in mild forms, these conditions can have a negative impact on your horse's ability to perform and recover after exercise. Top riders and veterinarians turn to Summer Games Electrolyte to keep their horse healthy in hot weather, and you can too. Summer Games replenishes the electrolytes and trace minerals lost when your horse sweats, and it stimulates the thirst response so your horse continues to drink and stay properly hydrated. So when the going gets hot, trust Summer Games Electrolyte from Kentucky Performance Products to protect your horse. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. I'm pleased to welcome to the show all the way from Transylvania, Henrietta from horseyhooves.com. Hey, Henrietta. Hi, how are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for joining us all the way from Transylvania. Give me, uh, for those of us who haven't been to Transylvania, give, paint a picture of what it's like there. Well, this is a part of Romania with a, a big Hungarian minority living here, uh, which is also me. I'm also Hungarian. And um, well, yeah, we have loads of um, mountain, like there's a mountain range here, loads of um, unexplored wilderness. It's a great place for hiking and like people who like <laughs> adventures in general. Wow. Wow. So it's, it's very, um, wild, I guess. Yes. Yeah. You could say that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That sounds amazing. Well, Hey, you are coming to us because you obviously are, are the, uh, the boss at horseyhooves.com. And we're going to talk to you a little bit about an article that you wrote, because I'm, I'm curious to know, as soon as I saw the title, I was like, that's an awesome thing to, to figure out. And it's called do horses like music. What type of music do they like? I'm interested yeah. to see what the response is. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely like certain types of music. Um, the two main genres would be uh, classical and country music. I think some people are aware that um, animals in general are like classical music. For example, they people play to um, about dairy cows as well to stimulate milk flow as well. And the horses are the same. They really catch on to, to the rhythms of it. So how did somebody find out that they like classical and country? Well, there was uh, an actual study that, um, that compared uh, four music genres. There was uh, rock, jazz, classical, and country. And rock and jazz actually uh, agitated the horses that the scientists <laughs> observed. And uh, country and classical uh, decreased the heart rate, which, is, which means that it basically calmed the horses down. They so were they so actually, depressed after listening to jazz. They were just so depressed. <laughs> they were just confused. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand what I just heard. Um, so they put heart rate monitors on these horses, and like, uh, like how did they how did they do that? Yeah, well, there there are a few different ways you can observe their general uh, general behavior as well, and you can directly observe the heart rate and also the heart rate recovery. So after exercise, uh, like how, how quickly uh, the heart rate recovers, it's the quicker it is. Uh, the, the less stressed the horse is, basically. And you can also measure uh, cortisol, which is a stress hormone that is found uh, in various uh, fluids of the body, including saliva, which is really easy to measure. 
Fascinating. Okay, so what I what I'm reading here is that, that to get the horses stressed out, they took one group of horses and put them in a trailer, and the other one had a farrier visit. And those are definitely <laughs> the two most stressful things I think that our horses have to deal with. And so that's did they play music in the trailer? Or like was the farrier playing guitar? Like what? <laughs> Not exactly, but they did use a. Uh, well, there were uh, two different devices. One was a, an in-ear headphone that they placed inside the horse's ears. And one was just um, a more simple uh, earplug that, that had no special design whatsoever. And then the third group has, had uh, no music at all. And they found that listening to music like significantly calmed horses down in the trailer. Not so much during the farrier visit because horses were more used to the farrier than traveling in a trailer for a prolonged period of time. Interesting. I need interesting. to put speakers in my trailer now. Jeez. Yeah, I was maybe. thinking that. I'm like, <laughs> anybody listening to this, like, if you're going to put your horse on the like, I was thinking of a case of like, Bob Hubbard horse transport picked up a horse for me this week and took it all the way to Maryland. And I just want to be like, should I just get like a little transmitter radio and like hang it right next to where he's <laughs> Apparently shipping? you need special earphones though. Okay. And I want to know what they look like. I can see my pony with a big headset on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You should definitely think about it. That is fascinating. I'm like, I'm sorry. You can't ship horses out unless you provide a, you know, a, iPad or uh, iPod. <laughs> I, I got to know why, because why country music? Because country music is so all over the place. And, uh, you know, obviously they don't hear the lyrics about divorce and, you know, running I your mean, truck off the road and I all that. I see them like in George Strait, but not the Florida Georgia line. Yeah, exactly, you know, exactly. <laughs> like what genre, what, what era of country music are we looking yeah, at here, t- Henrietta? <laughs> um, I think some of the scientists use the new age guitar um, that, country music like or guitar music that had mainly like acoustic part to it like horses don't really catch on to the singing part but they they mostly listen to the frequency and the volume of a song so those are the two things that are the most important i I have an important question how popular is our country music in europe yeah right well (laughs) it depends on the country like for example to be honest in the uk well Younger people are not a big fan of country music, but older people are. So it really depends where you are. But my, I personally really like country music, and I actually started learning guitar to learn to play some country songs. Oh, wow. Who knew? Okay, who, yeah. who are your artists of choice that you like to listen to? Ooh, there's a few. There's um, Toby Keith. Do you know him? Mm. I, I, I do know him. He lives yeah, down the street from me. I, he Weird. literally does live down the street from her. Yeah. And what? she goes over all Seriously? the time and hangs out. No, no, I do not. <laughs> I do not hang out with him. But yes, he, he has one of his mini houses is right down the street from me. Carry on. Who else? Toby okay. Keith. He'll be excited when I finally see him um, someday. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, oh, I'm so bad at memorizing bands. Carrie Underwood? Like, you like Carrie you Underwood? Get- yeah, yeah, I think a few of uh, the songs, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, just the big guys, the, the guys who, you know, are more mainstream, I guess. But I'm, I'm trying to discover different artists. I'm just really, really bad at memorizing names. Okay. Glenn yeah. is projecting right now. I am. Like, you like Carrie Underwood. <laughs> we all do. We love her. <laughs> she yeah, just won, like, sure won I... like 25 more awards. <laughs> so. Oh, wow. Well, now, the, the next article that links you to uh, on this one is... Um, what, what is this? A hairless horse? What is it? They, they have hairless guinea pigs, okay? And they're the weirdest, most like, they look like rotten potatoes, <laughs> they to, do. Be, they to do. be honest. So what, what is a hairless horse, and is that really a thing? Yes, it is a thing, although not, not so much as like in cats and dogs, for example. There's the Sphinx cat that, you know, are there. Some people really love them. Uh, but like there isn't a hairless horse breed per se, but hairlessness does occur in horses, especially in Akal Takis, which is a, a breed from Turkmenistan. Uh, and it can be caused from um, a genetic of a genetic disorder or it can even be caused by, you know, biting insects like horses do lose hair along the, the mane and the tail when they just itch on the fence. But uh, complete hairlessness can only be caused by um, genetic genetic factors. It can't be. That can't be healthy. No, no, it's absolutely not. Like those horses, uh, they haven't had one that lived longer than three years, but usually they only live uh, 
like from a few weeks to, to two years. And, you know, they are very exposed to the weather. So uh, they easily get sunburned and they have like really scaly and cracked skin from, well, just from gonna just, like, say, being exposed. Do they have suntan yeah. lo- lotion for horses? Because they would need a whole body. They'd need to dunk them in it. <laughs> they're like yeah, the, the, the horse version of a dragon. Like they're scaly <laughs> skin. Like that sounds terrible. So people aren't trying to breed this. This is kind of a function of, a, of an accident. Yes, well, they're trying to um, develop these genetic tests now to stop, um, uh, like, accidentally breeding these horses because, you know, they don't have a very, they don't live a very quality or long life. Uh, so there is a test now that you can use. To t- it's called naked fall syndrome, by the way, this, this disorder that occurs in this breed. And, uh, yeah, they're trying to eliminate it completely because, you know, it's, it's not a nice thing for the horses. No, they don't even, it can't even switch flies. So I'm looking at the picture here. If you guys go to horseyhooves.com, you can see the picture of the hairless horse. And uh, wow. Sad. Impressive yeah. specimen. Yeah. yeah. Now you can oh, send yeah. your hate mail to Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com, but I think the hairless cats are creepy too. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? Some might say Bogman are creepy, Glenn. Why don't you just say that? I mean, gosh. <laughs> That is definitely not one of my opinions, by the way. <laughs> Jennifer uh, at so, horseradionetwork.com. She take it. Yeah. Opinion. So so we've got hairless cats, hairless dogs, hairless guinea pigs, and they're all like fine. Is it just because of the exposure to the elements that these things can't survive? Or like, is it like w- there's a, a, a syndrome that happens to like foals, lethal white, you know, and they don't live, but that's because they're just white. I don't understand. W- what is... <laughs> What is the the function that kills these babies? Yeah, well, um, they haven't had man- they haven't the scientists haven't observed many hairless horses yet because many of them, you know, die instantly or are stillborn are not registered. But the ones they did observe, they all had uh, they all died of, because of some sort of internal issue. So, for mm-hmm. example, there was a filly born in 2016 that um, like just spontaneously broke her leg and she had to be put down after 21 days. But she also had a uh, heart play, um, like problems with the heart, problems with the um, like like different body systems. Like, uh, but they don't know if these problems are linked to the syndrome yet. They right, need to observe right. more of these horses to make the connection, basically. But it's very likely that it is there is a link there. Yeah, I gotcha. So just it, it just kind of something's not right all over the whole place. Yeah. So yeah, well that's interesting because you the Akultiki is a horse that is bred for its like beautiful coat color and they're shiny. They're mm-hmm. the like reflective ones, and then you get ones bald. Wow, that's crazy. Well, I'm glad they're getting getting this under control because I've seen a lethal white come out. And it's just a horrible experience for everybody. This yeah, be heartbreaking. Absolutely. Well. Yeah. Before we let you go, tell us, tell us, I kind of am interested to hear about like Transylvanian culture, you know, mm-hmm. g- give us, give us just a, what, what, what is, what is a day like in Transylvania? Well, um, yeah, I mean, you're, vi- um, you're visiting, think, so you're not working. Yeah. So what do you do? Yes. Well, um, like right now I'm, I'm mainly, you know, catching up with family and friends. Uh, but I'm also enjoying the foods, the very like the unique food here. For example, there's this big thing about uh, the cheeses that they make. They're just unlike any other. Like there is this cheese that's in between regular cheese and cottage cheese. If you know, it's it's cottage cheese is not a thing everywhere either. But it's like an in between cheese. It's just it's just the best thing. And they put like nuts and pistachios and veg- like sort of. Uh, onions in it as well and it's just uh, I, I could just eat it all day but I, I don't want to put on too many kilos <laughs> <laughs> so what is it called um well it's called um telemia this is the Romanian word for it uh, and also there's the goulash soup as well if you might me might have heard of that it's that's a Hungarian um, very traditional food and it's just it's a soup that's got like two types of meat and beef and uh, pork yeah and it's got like loads of vegetables and it's just you know, it's like you can eat it as a meal. It's not just an appetizer. It's and it's a, a really big thing here. You just like, ba- basically one of those. Just you put everything in the pod and cook it. Yeah, and, and go. For yeah, it. very much so. Yeah. Are you so guys? Far, yeah. The, what what uh, what Transylvania is seeming to me is like a big, beautiful place with mountains and trees and lots of probably wildlife and lots of yeah. food. I'm in. I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys yeah, totally sick of the whole Dracula thing? <laughs> yes, I, I did spend a year in Canada when I was at uni, and uh, yeah, it's 
it's the first thing that everyone told me when I said, you know, where I'm from. That's oh, you know, you, you must get all, all of this Dracula, like the Dracula jokes. And I'm like, yeah, yes, I do. But I, I live on the opposite side of Transylvania, so I, I you know, I've been to the been to the castle one time, and it's yeah, it's it's worth checking out. But uh, yeah, Dracula was an actual person. It was a king, uh, I think, a king in Romania or Transylvania, and uh, he just loved murdering people in very creative ways, and that's why that's where all, all this thing come from. Comes Wait, from that his was, name. Yeah. That Vlad was the Impaler, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like yeah. in in the Middle Ages, yeah. like you know, it was not that out of place, but you know, even then, it was a bit too much for you know people to bear, and it was. Yeah, it was unique. <laughs> I thought it was just Bram Stoker's like imagination. No. This was like a, re- it was oh, a real Lord. guy. He used to Never, it, his yeah. favorite thing was to impale people on stakes, like hundreds of them lining the driveway. Okay, well, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. redact my <laughs> earlier comment about wanting to visit. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. <laughs> that's like that's why I didn't ask about it because I was like, oh, everybody says something about it. Like they, they don't yeah, talk fine. about it. Uh, All the I'm listeners Googling. were thinking it. I had to ask. <laughs> I'm, I'm Googling Transylvania right now, and, and the, all the questions pop up. Like, why is Transylvania known for vampires? And this one, is it safe to travel to Transylvania? Romania ranks 25th as the safest country in the world, 13th safest in Europe. I think that's pretty good. That wow. Guy's, uh, that's very surprising, you know, because, you know, if you there are certain areas I myself wouldn't go to, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, we have developed a lot over the last few decades, and it's yeah, it's a safe tourist destination now. But that is that is interesting. Okay, the another question is: Do vampires exist in Romania? <laughs> <laughs> I there haven't come across one yet. But, you know, who knows? Who knows? She's All still right, alive, so I guess we're good. Uh, yes, yes. And she's talking to us in the daytime, so we're good. We we know we're safe. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Well, Henry, we love you. Thank you so much for coming on uh, and sharing you. these stories with us. As always, it's a pleasure, and um, I look forward to having you on next time. Thank you. Same here. The PhD equine nutritionists at Purina Animal Nutrition tackle problems using science and their love of horses keeps them at it until they get it right. Even with the most established feeds, they keep innovating. Even when it takes years of research, they don't stop until it's just right. They are dedicated to the scientific method, but science can't capture that special feeling of seeing a horse reach their full potential. It takes science and love to help your horse live their best life. Put Purina's research to the test at horseinnovation.com. That's horseinnovation.com. And what coming up next is our adventurer extraordinary joins us a couple times a year and talks about the wacky, crazy things that he's involved in. And his name is Eric Cooper. And if you don't follow him on Facebook, you should, because, oh, my God, he has ridden horses in more places and done the craziest things. Hi, Eric. Hey, how's it going, everybody? What oh part gosh. of the world are you in now? I am in rural America. I'm in Missouri on our family farm. I'm actually sitting in the barn right now, so they probably hear the chickens soon. I didn't even know you oh, ever no. went home. Like, <laughs> I know, right? Wait, Missouri. Uh, yeah, before COVID, I really didn't. Um, but yeah, uh, the family's glad that I that I come back for a visit more often. But um, yeah, I'm from here originally, small town USA called Troy. Huh. Who knew? So, Eric, yeah. there's a Eric lot Cooper of things. Eric has a backstory. I mean, I who knew? <laughs> yeah, we never he asked. He has roots. He has roots. <laughs> he was born somewhere. <laughs> he probably has siblings and everything. It's crazy. I do. I have all that. There's like six of us. So, yeah, quite a few. <laughs> what, time out. What do they think of what your life is like? Are they normal and uh, you're just you? Like, how does that work? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my family's not normal anyway, um, but uh, I don't think they really know what it is because you kind of have to be there and experience it to be like, oh, this is what this is. It still probably feels like, yeah, that's all fake. Um, But I think (laughs) they think it's cool. It's just hard to understand um, because it's a completely different world than um, where, where I grew up. So are you like the black sheep of your family? Um, probably the wildest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know who it is, Eric, it's you. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess I'm the one that runs away all the time. So yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. Do, does your dad still say, would you just get a real job? Does he say that? No, because he's actually 
the wild one from the parental side. So oh. <laughs> he's like a crazy artist and um, like used to train police dogs and he trains like Olympic athletes for like track and field. So huh. I have a very like, and we're from rural America, but my family is definitely um, pretty unique. So, and my mom is basically, my mom's like Phoebe from Friends with dark hair. (laughs) Wild raccoons and comes up with little songs. Smelly cats, smelly cats. We're all pretty, we're all pretty weird anyway. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Missouri doesn't know what to do with you guys. That's for sure. (laughs) They don't don't know. That's why we stay on the farm mainly. We don't mingle in town. Yeah, they're hiding. (laughs) (laughs) So Eric, we're going to, we have a lot to talk about today. And one of those things we have to talk about is two Mongol Derbies in one year. And as you know, we've covered Mongol Derby for years and years and years and years. And we've almost killed a few of the people that come on our show on a regular basis. Uh, Leslie Wiley is one of them. Uh, So what's going on this year? So this year, um, for those who don't know, the Mongol Derby is the longest horse race on the planet. It's a thousand kilometers, roughly about 600, 600 miles if you aren't lost. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and you're riding on semi-wild Mongolian horses, self-navigating across, yeah, Mongolia. So we've been backed up because of COVID. We couldn't run for two years. Um, so this year we're running two Mongol derbies. We have 50 riders on both race. That's 100 riders coming to Mongolia from 17 different countries all kind of riding disciplines from polo to endurance to hunter jumper um, to Western cowboys and cowgirls, you name it, we got it. Um, And that's going on starting July 21st and uh, goes into uh, almost mid-August, actually mid-August. So watch our Facebook and our Instagrams because I'll be reporting it all live from the steps. (laughs) Is it different this year? Are they changing it up at all? Yeah, we change the course every year. So, not this that it matters. Is, the course is just crazy anyway. So I mean, it's crazy anyway. Yeah, yeah it's all. Yeah, it's it's another year, another crazy. Yeah, we just moved the course, and there's some really cool, like r- massive valleys that are puking like purple heather, and um, a lot of camels. Um, a lot more sand this year. Uh, what else? Yeah, some some bars to go through if you decide to stop. <laughs> you can probably find me there having a little break. Um, uh, but yeah. You know, we work hard. <laughs> so. so are there riders who are coming back again? Is that why you guys change the course? Or you just change the course for your own fun? Uh, we change it every year just so other families, other herding families can earn a paycheck. So it's not the same families every year. Ah. Um, so it just spreads the wealth across the step. We hire about 1,500 horses. And so that's around 500 nomadic um, herdsmen and ho- herdswomen that take part so it's more just yeah so we can keep things moving and share the wealth with everybody so everybody gets hired at different parts of the of the decade that is so cool i didn't realize that so the mongolian people actually get paid and so you to spread the wealth move it around to include everybody oh i love that yeah Yeah, so one horse station uh, you know, the horse stations that make up the Mongol Derby, there's 28 of them. Um, those are nomadic families' homes. So that's the herders that live there. Um, and normally, like, their families have lived there for, you know, centuries, obviously. Um, and then they bring in – they might not have enough horses to fully supply that horse station. They might need, like, 50 horses at each station, something like that. Um, so they'll bring in their cousins, their uncles, like, everybody around the valley. So – um, it's a big community effort, and they're really the the major partner we have. So we try to, you know, do things as good people do. You know, what do I mean? they so, do they get really excited? Is this like a highlight for them? They do. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do. They get really excited. Um, I think they're. Uh, I mean, horse people love horse people. You know what I mean? We're so curious about each other, especially if you have, you know, in a different culture. So it's the same for them there. Like you might be taking a photo of them, and they might be taking a photo of you, and both of you think it's the coolest thing. Um, and they love to see photos of like our riding our horses back home, and likewise, our riders are eager um, to see. But they they like to see who falls off as well. That's I was just funny. gonna say when when all the riders take off. Do they all sit around and laugh and joke and say, well, that guy was a jerk. He should have fallen off. Or, you know, do they do that stuff? 
No, but sometimes when people, when some of our riders would be like, I want a really fast horse. They're like, oh, you want a fast horse? All right, one second. <laughs> and so I always tell the riders, like, be careful what the translation is, like, and your demeanor, because, you know, they might take a take fun at you. And what they think is a fast horse, you might think is a death wish. So you better figure out your words, you know? <laughs> That's funny. Well, uh, you... maybe I'll just pick my own horse next time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. anyway. Hey, you just finished one that started started a couple of years ago and you just got done with one uh, because you've been spending a lot of time down in Argentina. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I've been living in Argentina off and on for like the past year, basically um, prepping things for our new race there, the Gaucho Derby. And so that's 500 kilometers across the Andes through the mountains of Patagonia, Argentina um, on really cool horses. So I went out and planned that course um, last year and kind of prepped a lot of the stuff for it from the tack and picking the horses with, um, uh, one of my vet friends, Katia Wilkerson. And yeah, we just finally launched that, uh, the, the second edition. When was that? That was started April or sorry, February 27th and it ended March 13th. So we just finished that. Is that a more dangerous ride in that you're in, you're in steep, steep mountains as opposed to, you know, rolling hills and stuff i'll you know it's like <laughs> it's like i guess mongolia the horses are the big danger there you know what i'm saying as far as they're just so damn feisty um but we did have quite a few feisty horses and i don't know if you saw the photos and um and the gacha derby as well i think the weather is probably the weather and the terrain is the biggest danger during it you have to really slow your mentality down and look at your maps and really plan your route and i feel like in mongolia you're just kind of like on this wild firecracker and you're just like well i think i'm in the right direction and <laughs> usually you can be okay but you can't do that in the gaucho derby you really have to take some moments of pause and like figure out where you're going across the mountains and you know um and and also stay on your horse <laughs> <laughs> who was the winner who 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 did well this year it was a tie. So it was a tie between Anna Bowden um, and Holly Conyers from the UK. So they rode with a pack. I think it was like six girls in the front. Um, and during the last, I think, very last day, actually, the very last um, two legs of the race, they kind of split up and chose some interesting navigational <laughs> choices. I think Ro Rochelle, who's awesome, she's from, um, I think it's out, well, she lives out in Wyoming a lot, um, from America and, and Holly Chamberlain. They were riding with them as well, but they decided to go up a different side of the mountain and almost skip an entire vet check. Um, and then Holly and Anna were able to get ahead and ride into the finish. So it was a pretty competitive race. Um, and like every leg was important, but the navigation choices were, were pretty huge. You know, in the in the Mongol Derby, they actually stay with locals a lot. Can you do that in this one? Mong uh, sorry, Argentina, Patagonia is very um, different than the Mongol Derby. So the only locals you'll really see are either at our vet checks or at the estancias. Otherwise, there's not really that much interaction like throughout the course like it's a pretty kind of solo experience with the people you're with until you reach those estancias or those vet checks so, like you're out in you know feral wilderness um sort of speak so you don't you don't stay with the families you're really camping with in your tent with your horses um and it's up to you to make sure they don't hop away in the night which happened to a lot of people and they spent uh, you know, the whole next morning chasing them. <laughs> I'm sure people sleep really well in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A lot of the riders did shifts and like they took turns like Sydney Wake, like Holly and um, Rochelle and uh, the other Holly and Anna, like they did that a lot. Like they did shifts of who was watching the horses at what time. And then other people, um, you know, decided to sleep and then woke up the next morning and were like, the horses hopped away. Um, <laughs> so, and then spent the morning like chasing them. Um, so, yeah. I got to ask you this. You sent, you sent us a, a, a email about this and you said other memorable moments, riders covering the course very quickly through some gnarly ass terrain, mountains, bogs, and prehistoric shiz. What is uh, prehistoric shiz? 
<laughs> it's basically like I don't know, like cactus grasses and like dinosaur fossil-looking rocks and stuff like that. So I don't even know how to describe. That's a made-up Eric like, word. In other words, we're just gonna like, yeah, this needs its own word so we can generalize. <laughs> There's a lot of it. Whatever it was, how? Um, but Wait. yeah, it was cool. Before we get to one last thing, the Eagles and Reindeer, I want to ask you, how can they follow the Mongol Derby? What's the best way? And we do talk about it here on the show when it's happening, but tell people how they can follow it. Yep. Yep. Well, definitely listen to this show because we're going to be supporting you guys um, more with content and things like that uh, for this year for the two races. We'll talk more about that. Um, but Twitter, we have Mongol Derby live on Twitter. So that's kind of a play by play what's going on live all day and then we also have our mongol derby facebook which is the same mongol derby um where we'll be posting you know the day stories and a constant flow of info um and please watch the stories as well because we're doing a lot of video interviews via our facebook and instagram stories um our instagram handle is the same um so just follow on all platforms and then on our website, the day of the race, you'll be able to see the live map, and then you can track each rider and each rider's dot, and we'll have a new scroll of Twitter on the side um, menu. So those are the ways. Follow the dots. We do it every year. Follow we the follow the dots. Talk to us so quickly about eagles and reindeer. Yeah, so I live in Mongolia most of the year, April to November. I'm actually leaving next week to go there, uh, and I lead trips for the equestrian enthusiast. Um, so those that want to come and travel on a horse and see cool cultures and animals. Uh, one of the trips that I do this summer is up to the reindeer people in Northern Mongolia. Uh, they're called the Tatan and they ride reindeer and they have, they live in teepees and they have wolf dogs and it's just like fairy cool land. Uh, so that's one of the trips I do on horseback 12 days. And then I, and the and fall, the, well, not I, like the Mongol oh, Derby. You're not trying to kill the rider there, right? No, no, no. Okay, we're okay. trying to stay alive. Okay, this one, okay. we're trying to stay alive. We're trying to enjoy ourselves. We're trying to stop and smell the flowers and drink the horse vodka. Um, we're drinking <laughs> the horse vodka on both anyway. But um, that might kill you. But, you know, self-control, you know, uh, for those that have it. Um, and then in the fall, I do a falconry apprenticeship with the Eagle Hunters, who are pretty famous. Most people already know about them. Um, and that's a 10-day horseback adventure I lead in Western Mongolia in September and October, where you, you actually get hands-on with the with the eagles themselves, and and a lot of riding and a lot of history about um, you know the the Turks and things that used to live in that area. And you'll pass like burial grounds of the generals and stuff times of old. Uh, but it's a lot of hands-on work with the golden eagles and bonding with the Kazakhs who yeah who hunt with them and you learning how. Well, that's very cool. You live a life there, my friend. You live a life. I, I like to have fun. <laughs> I have to ask you, it's Eric Cooper Adventurist. If you want to follow him on Instagram, you can do that there. We'll put the links in our show notes. But uh, I have to ask you one more question before we let you go. Yeah. What did you want to do when you grew up? In high school yearbook, what does it say you, you're going to do? Uh, I think I wanted to be an actor, like probably most people. Um, and... Yeah, I didn't think that. I, but I always had a passion for the horse. Like, I grew up on a horse farm. Um, I just never thought that you could make money doing things with horses. You'd always spend money. You guys know it. Hemorrhage it. So I'm very fortunate, very happy that people want to come and ride with me and do these cool things because it lets me live out a dream I didn't know was actually possible, really. That's awesome. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. You you are so living the dream. <laughs> doing some things that 99.9% .9 of people will never get to do. You're doing. So it's good for you. you well, live, put, yeah, you live once. So come and do it. Don't hesitate. Just make it happen. So And then COVID had us locked down, you know, for so long that I was literally losing my marbles. So once the gate opened, like, I didn't stop. Like, I'm on the <laughs> run now. You ain't catching me again. <laughs> awesome. All right. We'll talk soon. Okay, Eric. All right. All right. Bye, Bye Jamie. Bye. Have a good one. Thanks, Eric. Bye. Well, he's always fun. Uh, it's always fun to talk to Eric, and he does live a life. Do follow him. Go to Eric Cooper. And he's very handsome, too, by the way. Just so <laughs> His know. family, I did not picture that at all. <laughs> I just thought it'd be like, oh, the weird son. No, he comes by it honestly. Yeah, the whole family screwed up. Oh, that's very cool. Pay it. I say pay attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but... He can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. 
Horse trade. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. That's right. It's time for really bad ads. That time of the week, and listeners submit ads from Facebook or from Craigslist or some other place, and we just have a little bit of fun with them, usually about horses or animals or farms or trailers or tractors, something like that. <laughs> and this is brought to you by Horselovers.com. That's Horselovers with a Z.com. Over 120,000 items you can find over at Horselovers. Everything for the horse, the rider, the barn, it doesn't matter. And they provide the prizes that we give away every month just by submitting an ad. And you get entered for a prize. If you record your own ad in your own voice and send it to us, you get entered twice. Time out. Remember, if you find your own ad, record it in an accent three times. <laughs> three times. That's right. Three times. We haven't gotten choice. any of those yet. I don't think. No. No. I mean, uh, come on. Uh, so the first prize is the, it's, they're awesome, the Oak Ladies Ridge Waterproof Boot, and they include compression socks. Designed for all-day 100% waterproof comfort with lightweight molded footbeds, antimicrobial and moisture manager insert. Keeps your feet feeling fresh all day while the durable outsoles provide traction in muddy or wet weather conditions. A dual insole system means there are two sets of insoles included. Uh, one for whole number sizing and one to create half sizing, which allows room for growth or changes in socks for varying weather conditions. You can find that at horselovers.com. Also, a Shelby Young three-book gift package worth $60. This three-book set shows off her work in this amazing—she's an amazing artist. The Winnie Nicker Nay book series includes one book highlighting Shelby's work painting the American Mustang, and her two others are terrific children's books. Check out these colorful books at horseloverswithaz.com. Now— we had a whole bunch of people submit that we don't have time to get to today, partly because I had two I wanted to do, and I'm sorry, I apologize, but I needed to get these off my chest. because You I've bumped them? I bumped them. So Hannah, uh, Nicole, Jessica, Amy, Michelle, Sarah, Cassidy, Allison, and Tony, we got your ads and you are entered, and we might get to them next week, but you are entered in the drawing. We just want to make sure you knew that we got them. I found these two. Now, they're not horsey ads, but they do involve animals. Um, this one's titled Kevin and His Timeout Tank. And this was in Medford. I think it's in New Jersey. Recently upgraded my tank and have this nice little 10-gallon for sale. The tank comes with rocks. No skinny dipping sign, a hood, a light, and Kevin. Kevin is a jerk. I'll tell you that up front. He's been in this timeout tank for a few days now since he apparently has a deep-seated prejudice against goldfish. He doesn't seem to have a problem with the other mollies, guppies, or even crazy loach that I have in the tank, but he's got it out for the goldfish. And let's be fair, they were here since the tank began, so Kevin's gotta go. Asking $15 for Kevin and his timeout tank. Oh, important edit. Tank now includes Kevin's shady brother, Neil. Neil is a murderous scum. No one likes Neil. <laughs> <laughs> so you get Kevin and oh, Neil. There you go. That makes me so happy. Can I, can I, can I read one that I found, too? Yeah, go now ahead. That go ahead. I am a, now that I'm a bunny owner. Oh, and then I'm going to tell I you have... a thing you can do for, with your ducks to make money. Okay, well, we'll do that next. Uh, but now that I'm a bunny owner, I've joined all these bunny Facebook pages so I can like learn how to properly care for said bunny. Uh, and I saw this. Um, so apparently, at times, people use the Oklahoma Rabbits Facebook page to rehome or sell their animals. And I saw this ad, and I just I thought I had to read it. So this is from the Oklahoma Rabbits Facebook page. Sassy Sally has a very useful personality. She wants to chew on everything and always wants to know what you're doing. She is a sassy one-year-old, and her previous owners did not handle her very much. She doesn't like to be called fat and prefers the word fluffy. <laughs> I think she's over 10 pounds. I this, do too, this by the is, way. This is a huge, ginormous fat rabbit. Okay. she. I think she's about 10 pounds. Has a sprinkle of crackhead energy. Also, do not touch her stick. If you give her a stick... It is her stick. 
<laughs> Which makes me think she'll be a lovely, protective mama. She needs a new home with owners that want a big personality dough. And you can find her in Durant, Oklahoma for the bargain price of $15. <laughs> her stick. Are female bunnies called does? I didn't know that. I guess so. Huh. Does and bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. But look what we learn here on this show. All right. So you got these, you have ducks, right? Yeah. We talked I, about that. I yeah. have ducks now. Yes. So we have, I have something you do that Chad will get less angry about all the animals you have. If you're actually making money with all of them. Okay. So here's an ad. Uh, uh, it was in Austin, assuming Texas. I know there's a couple Austins, but I think this one was Texas. Need to borrow or rent live ducks. This is not a joke. <laughs> Hosting a house party. Need ducks for a party game. Ducks will, be, ducks will be unharmed, and I prefer the owner remain with the ducks to ensure proper care and safety to both my and your standards. Okay? I don't know. Well, we got to see what kind of party this is first. Compensation, invitation to party, free drinks the entire night, or if you prefer, $40. <laughs> so there, I guess you can't have the drinks and $40. You get one or the other. One, one or the other. <laughs> Details. Ducks will be gently secured into passenger seats of a model train set. Origami hats made of one, five, and ten dollar bills will be placed on each duck's head. Guests will pay a dollar for the opportunity to pick a hat from the ducks as they as the train passes by. One dollar per attempt. So, I am so confused. <laughs> so okay, what? we're we're gonna strap the ducks into a train, and then we're gonna put Little hats on them made of one and five and ten dollar bills, and then the party goers who've been drinking all night are going to pay a dollar to be able to take the the hats from their head as the ducks go by, strapped to the train. What could possibly okay. go wrong? None of that is possible. <laughs> None of that. I have ducks, and putting a duck and secure like a seatbelt on a duck onto a <laughs> tiny toy train. Is one thing. Getting a duck to wear a hat, completely different. <laughs> completely other thing. None of this is, you know what? I'm going to bring my ducks over just to see how this plays out. <laughs> Sounds fun to me. All right. Uh, Abby sent in her own. Let's play Abby. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Glenn. Hi, Abby. All right. Here's a really bad ad Allie. for a trailer. It's Abby. a 2003 trailer trailer. And it came from a Facebook marketplace ad in them. Says Zolfo Springs, Florida. Here we go. 2003 Unk Unk driven Nan Miles. 2003 2H bumper pull and 1995 5H gooseneck separate or together. Two trailers for sale. Make an offer. New floors on both and both have mats and both now have good tires and service by mechanic. They don't just they just don't look pretty. I started to wire wheel the gooseneck, but it's just too much work for me at the moment. Some paint and maybe sandblast, and it would look great. The smaller trailer could just use paint. Lights and everything are both good. I currently haul with both and have a bill of sale. 2K each. Well, the trailer's in kind of... I, I don't know. I prob It's pretty rusted. I just like saying, unk, unk, driven nan miles. <laughs> <laughs> I think she almost gets credit uh, for an accent there, almost. I mean, that's pretty darn close. I yeah. think part of it was her actual accent, yeah. but I uh, love it. I, yeah, um, you're going to go through all the work of, like, I want to know how much they cost, but that's like doing all the tr maintenance and all this. Let me let me just also say that a bill of sale yeah, not will the, not get you yeah. a tag. It's not the okay? same as a title. No, they're, they're two the different things. Not the title. <laughs> Ask me how I know. Oh, my God. That's great. All right, Allie sent in the next one and a very descriptive title called Horse, $500. Hello, five-year-old broodmare, line back done, quater horse. Hello, are they saying hello to the horse? Hello, five-year-old broodmare, line back done, quater horse. Not broke takes a lot to trust anyone. Oh, all of these are finished with exclamation points. So, you know. Hello, five-year-old broodmare, line back done, quarter horse. Not broke takes a lot to trust anyone. Myself, me, and her have become friends 
I myself got her to have a cult and now just don't have time for her to get bread for anymore. If looking, please don't text. If want a great future mayor, text me. Thank you. <laughs> I love the sentence. What? Myself, me, and her. Like there's three people. Um. <laughs> How about I myself got her to have a cult? Yeah, yeah. How kinda. exactly did you do that? I don't want to know. <laughs> kind of, uh, yeah, that one bothered me. Actually, oh. I would like to know how you got to have the cult because, like, I keep having fillies <laughs> and I'd like to get that information. Yeah. So if I can get her phone number, that'd be yeah, great. Yeah, if you could let Jamie know, that'd be wonderful. And don't text her, but if you want a great mare, text her. <laughs> like, all of that's terrible, <laughs> Allie. That's a really good bad ad. Do I have the next yeah, one, too? Yeah, you have the next one, yep. Oh Lord! That's because it was Georgia. That's why I give it. It's to you. Georgia, and I can. I, I want you to look I, at the picture before you read the ad. I'm looking. I, I think that's my <laughs> uncle. All right. So here's the picture. It's uh, taken around midnight, probably. It's pitch dark. Obviously, drinking has been involved because it is a picture of a white-looking horse in the dark. And there is some dude that is like, she's like, the horse is laying down and there's some drunk guy climbing on her. Okay. While she's asleep, he's like mid throwing the leg over standing directly behind him. Touching is a donkey. I can tell it's a donkey because I can see the tan outline of the donkey, but I can't see the donkey because this is in the dark. So here's the, who posts this thinking it's a good idea for selling the horse. You know what, Glenn? We do, okay? Because we got to get our horses and homes, okay? We got to make some money. So here's the ad. This is from the rehoming horses for $800 and below or free to a good home in Georgia. That's the title of the Facebook page. (laughs) Who wants their next best friend? Eight chocolate donut, chocolate donut. (laughs) Emojis. That's a first. That <laughs> uh, is definitely a first. He's sweet and rideable. Could be used for use, but needs a refresher to make sure his bells and whistles are in check. Little issue with back feet. Other than that, he's a good horse. Blind in one eye. <laughs> Ten years old, Appaloosa. Has only been on a all-forage diet, extremely easy keeper. In other words, we're not feeding the horse anything. Get it out of our yard. We don't touch it. (laughs) It's just in the back, out with the donkeys. You can go catch it. The only time you can catch it when it's laying down, Glenn, because you know what? It can't see in the one eye. So what happens is you come up on it, and then you're going to spook it, and it's going to run away. So you got to catch it when it's sleeping, which is what I'm doing in the photo. This is your kin, Jamie. These you grew up here. These are your kin uh, right here. You, the only I'm thing this ad did was make me hum, hungry for chocolate icing donuts. That really I know, right? Yeah. I want a chocolate donut. <laughs> I don't even eat donuts. I'm hungry. <laughs> Sarah sent this one in. This is from Stephenville, Texas. Farm ranch classified. I thought we weren't allowed to sell horses on Facebook anymore. What happened to that? Uh-huh. Uh, well, that's why you got to use donuts, Glenn, as the zeros, <laughs> so you can trick. Facebook, Facebook. And to, right. even though the name of the Facebook page was eight hundred dollars, rehoming horses eight hundred dollars or below. I mean, okay, Stephenville, Stephenville, Texas, farm and ranch classifieds. Oh, I almost read that wrong. <laughs> yeah, I did too. In my head, I was like, "We well, can't say that." Uh, shifty female mule up for discussion. Uh, she will. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me start over. Shifty female mule up for discussion. <laughs> she will let you pet her, but she might, but she might whittle a stick and stab you too. <laughs> <laughs> she is nice most of the time, but was so John Wayne Gacy. So was John Wayne. Gacy. Oh, but so was John Wayne. I'm having trouble with this ad. But so was John Wayne Gacy. PM only, please. <clears throat> oh my God. That is the most stinking cute shifty mule I've ever seen. It is. It, is like, it looks like a Thelwell mule. It is a Thelwell mule. You're exactly right. And its legs are about six <laughs> inches six long, inches. and the belly is about four inches off the ground. It looks like some of your past dogs, actually. <laughs> oh, my God. It does look like a dog. It looks like a basset hound. It's the basset hound of the donkey world. <laughs> yeah, your bassets were nicer than this one, apparently. Uh, not so nice. Yeah, better yeah. confirmation. <laughs> uh, Melissa sent this next one in. Two horse straight, as in George Strait, not 
the proper straight. Two horse straight hauls good and floor is sturdy. Will need a set of tires. The tires on it hold air, but they are dry rotted and a paint job. Two thousand dollars. Two thousand dollars. Well, I have to say, it looks better than most of the bad trailers we've had. The, there's only a rust around the entire front and none on the back because it looks like they just painted it, actually. There is on the back. Look at the back doors. Oh, yeah. I didn't see those. Uh, and the tires actually do hold air. That's better than most of the trailers. You, they just won't move. <laughs> it just, that's right. Just don't flat. drive with it. That'd be bad. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, uh, Cynthia sent this one in. Mustangs needed needing a home's Facebook. Guess that's a Facebook page too. Mustangs needing <clears throat> homes. I'm joining it right now. Is it a, is it a no. thing? I don't know. Oh, Jack I'm, is I'm, a six I year old it. tilted Mustang. Title has been lost. What's it? Oh, titled. Oh, see, I yeah, got to spell it right. You he can't is read a, today. he is a six year old and almost sixteen hands. He can very reactive if left to sit. He is very athletic. He had 90 day of training last year. Last year. Two years ago, he had 90 oh days of training. <laughs> Back when we got him six years yeah. ago, he was really yeah. handled yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah, Jack, now that it's six years later, can be hard to catch in a big pasture. Might need to redo that training again. Once he gets to know you, he loves scratches and giving nose boops. They actually put that in there. Wow, that makes me want to buy Jack. <laughs> would be willing to trade for an older, more settled Mustang. I bet oh, you would. Really? I really bet you would. Yes. That I'm is sure shocking you that you want to give somebody your problem and then get something that's like super well. Because most people go, you know what? This one's so good. I would like to trade it for something not can, good. Can I, can I bring up a pet peeve of mine right here? Can I just stop this for a minute? The, the fact that nothing is plural and you have <laughs> no. to read it. Okay. No, no okay. it's... If you're going to send and spend thousands of dollars to send your horse for 90 days of training, you might want to do something with it when it gets home. Otherwise, you've just wasted thousands of dollars. How many times have we seen this over the years? And you know people. Well, you've probably trained for people that when you sent them home, they did nothing with them. And then they come back to a year later and say, you didn't do anything with my horse. My horse is back to square one. Yeah, yeah, that happens uh, quite a bit. And then they badmouth you You. as a trainer to everybody. She didn't do nothing with my horse, I told you. Oh, my God. Can I just vent for a second? I'm sorry. We're not supposed to do this for real real bad ads, but I saw this and it just triggered me. (laughs) It's true. But you know that there there was a girl that I went to help her load her horse. And she had a tie show up. She has this tiny little two-horse trailer. And it's a 16-2-hand thoroughbred. And I went, I talked to Monty about it and I was like, Monty, what do I do here? And he was like, cause I'm like, she just wants to go to local shows to get the horse and trailer. Blah, blah. And that's when Monty came up with the idea of like, I was like, Oh my God, this is new information. I need a pen. He's like, okay, here's what you're going to do. Have her tack up the horse. And then you're going to take the trailer to the very back corner of the property. And you're going to park it there and you're going to tell her to ride her horse to the damn show. And I thought that was amazing. That was great advice. And I'd never heard him say that before. So I go back and I'm like, listen, Monty told me you need a new trailer. You can't, I can't work with you if you don't have a new trailer. So then she goes and buys a also small, but like a stock trailer, but for quarter horses. And I get the horse loaded. Everything's fine. She goes back. She's like, oh my God, you saved my life. This is amazing. This is my dream. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. All this stuff. I'm so great. Uh, she posts, she calls me like, Two months later, and she's like, I just want to let you know that my horse busted out of the trailer and flipped over. And now he's never going to load again. And I'm like, oh, my God, what happened? So uh, in this rust bucket that she had, she put her horse in the trailer and then latched the like the the, the partition, which when it came to me was welded to the wall. So she had it unwelded and then like a rewelded. And so apparently the latch, she, she put the horse in the trailer and then went to catch her other horse in the pasture to bring it up. And in the meantime, the horse backs out, the latch breaks, he runs out the trailer, flips over back backwards and it's my fault okay how dare i use a dually halter on her horse obviously that thing is worthless and how dare you know anyway glenn i swear to god two weeks ago she makes a post look what i did my horse has loaded into the trailer and people are commenting you're such a great trainer you're amazing i can't believe you got him in the trailer i'm like i did that me 
You paid me to do that. <laughs> deep like, breath. Deep breath. What is happening in this world? Deep breath. <sighs> By the way, never mind. Let's keep going. Let's keep. We going. only have Let's two more. We have to get stuff. to two more. <sighs> okay, Summer <laughs> sent this one in. This is from the Columbus Horse Facebook page. Stud pony, approximately thirty inches, two years or more. Not more than five years for sure. <laughs> you can't tell it's two years old. How do you know it's not five? Because they can't look in its mouth. Read the next line. Oh, okay. Has a halter on, but not halter broke. <laughs> does not lead skittish, but not mean. Delivery is not available. You must pick up and know what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> Send offers. Ready to relocate. That's a line right there. You gonna have to dart that thing <laughs> to get close. <laughs> All right. Oh the writing is so small in the next one, I can't barely read it. Let me see if I can make it bigger. It's, oh, Lord. It's pretty tiny. Uh, this is a Z-Donk Jenny. $8,500 in Skiatook. Can you look Skiatook. up Skiatook and see where that is? Yes. All right. I have a Z-Donk Jenny that is a March Colt. She will lead beside my four-wheeler at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Let me let me stop you. Because <laughs> that's you know important. Where, do you know where Skytook is? No. It's in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> like, that name sounds familiar. Well, that explains this sentence. <sighs> I have a Z-Donk Jenny that is a March Colt. She will lead beside my four-wheeler at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Get to 20 and she's out. Uh, I can pick up all four feet. She loves horse apple treats. She also loves my Great Dane. Oh, man, the Great Dane's going to be, like, heartbroken. Price is firm. If interested, give me a call. So there you go. You don't have a Z-Donk. It did not say that the dog loved the (laughs) Z-Donk. It is true. Um, They're about the same size, probably. I have a Z-Donk Jenny. That's a female. That's a March Colt. Oh, yeah. I didn't even put that together. <laughs> she will lead beside my four-wheeler at 10. Why are you driving 15 <laughs> miles an hour ponying a dang Z-Donk off of your... Well, you have to say, though, the Z-Donk is really, really cute. <laughs> it's really cute. Big, huge ears and striped legs. You need one of these. You don't have one of these. Tell, tell Chad that I give you permission to get this one. I swear to God. I'm not sending you $8,500, though. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to need a bonus. That's non-negotiable. Yeah. Price is firm. And pretty much useless other than riding beside your your gator, apparently. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What do you do with a Z-Dong? I ask Mary. She has one, and I think it lives in the pasture. So... Okay. That's what you do with your Z-Dong. See, I can't... I'm not trying... I can't keep up with Mary. Okay, so... So um, I'm going to bring this up for the post show real quick. We don't have much time left, but we'll do a quick post show because I have to. I have to bring this up. All right. So that's it for the weekend. You guys all have a great time. We'll see you here on Monday. Don't forget to hear all of the past episodes. Go to horsesinthemorning.com. We'll put links to everything we talked about with Eric and with Henny and everybody in the I'm show. I'm exhausted notes today. after this episode. It was I'm be a honest. tiring episode, but there's one specific thing I got to talk about in the post show with you. Okay. All right, everybody have a good one. Spay, neuter, and geld.